Welcome to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. Pause. Now, this is not going to be the normal introduction because this is the new Selfish series featuring myself, your host, Nikita Thigpen, the balance and relationship advisor for bold women in business and a few brave men. The reason I wanted to pause on that introduction is because after emails, text messages, DMs, FB message box, and all kinds of things that were coming through since our first kind of trial at running the Selfish Series back in September 2017, we got such a great amount of feedback that was inspiring and encouraging, and quite frankly, it was humbling. I love this podcast. I love that this podcast is more than a podcast. It's a campaign to shake the shame. Like I always say, it's not just a slogan. It's really where I I sit from. It's the steadfast seat that I stand in to really get to the heart of the truest issues. I also really appreciate it that you guys as listeners to the Balance Goldie podcast and some of you that have kind of grown with me from the, the Days of Balance Beam podcast that we did back in 2012, 2013, I really appreciate that you value those kind of solo narrative casts that we do because I love conversations, I'm sure you can imagine. I love sitting in our like virtual kitchen, having my kitchen conversations when I record the interview style podcast and get all kinds of great nuggets and feedback from so many of the incredible, exciting, amazing, valuable, and knowledgeable guests that we have. However, with that said, I also have these like rant moments that I find myself wanting to go off on that's also chock full of value and nuggets to give you, but the interview space is not always the place to share that. So we tried the Selfish series in September, which was just such amazing feedback. We knew that we had to continue, partially because many of you asked me like, hey, you need to do more of those. I don't care if it's just once a month, we need more. So what we decided to do as we move into this next phase and evolution of shaping and shifting things and getting, you know, more in attunement with what audio versions work best, what tools work best to really get this podcast to where we want it to be, which is in the hands of billions of people. We want Balance Boldly to be in the hands of so many people we can't count them, not for ego, but so that they have the tools that they need to do things differently and to grow in an amazing space emotionally, physically, spiritually, and of course, financially in their business and in their relationships. So with that said, and that's the last time that I'll tell you all of that story behind it, because you know I'm a talker, that's why I have a podcast. Um, (laughs) I want to make sure that you understand that this is now the new thing. So we're going to have selfish series with myself, Nikita Thigpen, your host, that will come. We're thinking of playing around with it and doing it like two straight episodes of a selfish series where I'm kind of going into this independent space um, to really get you honest, to get you focused, to help you understand you have permission to hit the pause button and regain the balance that you need so you can do the greater, deeper, selfless work that you're here to do. And in order to do that, you know where I stand. If you've been listening, following, if it's your first time, you know I am all about you standing in your truth and taking care of you first so that you can do what you're supposed to do with energy and without regret. 
so with that said, that's what this, these whole kind of series will be about. Um, we're not just going to do it once a month. We're not just going to do it for one particular month in a year. Like we, you know, kind of beta tested last year. We're going to do a half and half and see how that goes. So two straight series of, or two straight episodes rather of the selfish series with, 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 with moi, I can't even talk today. And, uh, and then we'll follow with two very high valued, richly fulfilled, interview style series or episodes, excuse me, that'll kind of go while we're doing whatever this season is. So this season's theme is all about, which is appropriately titled for the same episode title for today, the high achievers consequence. There is a consequence, people, of being a high achiever. And I know many of you, my dreamers, my doers, and my leaders are high achievers because that's what I attract. You may not always feel like you're in a high achieving flow because you're, you're dealing with some of the consequences that we're going to talk about today, but you are high achievers if you've achieved a high amount of things that you probably don't even remember. That's typically one of the stamps of a high achiever. You've done so much that you kind of move past it. You do it, you get it done, and then you just fly past it without really often even appreciating the honor and the opportunity that you had to do those things in the first place. I am pointing to the top of my head because I am the first partaker of my words. I had been guilty, had been, no, this past tense, of that same exact thing for so many years of my life. And I do remember the first time that I was kind of floored with the reality that I was moving so fast and I move pretty fast anyway, cause I'm doing a, a lot of stuff that I have the capacity to do, but I was moving so fast that I wasn't really taking a breath and pausing and appreciating the opportunity that was sitting right in those moments of what was happening. Even the things that I didn't necessarily traditionally quote unquote win in the win was in the growth opportunity of the experience. But because I was moving, 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 you know, we do that so much, I didn't always get to take it in. And some lessons had to be repeated. Hello, <laughs> like we know how that goes because you didn't learn it the first time or in my case, sometimes the fifth or the sixth time because I am definitely true to my personality. I had been one of those children. They say you get your personality. It's pretty refined by the time you're three. It's a kind of a core of who you're going to be minus some kind of shaping and polishing that happens with life experiences and opportunities to participate in some things. I was a pretty stubborn kid. <laughs> I am one of those people who touched the fire a couple of times before I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't touch that anymore. And it's not because I didn't know it was hot. It's not because I didn't get burnt. It's not because I didn't have the, uh, unfortunate, you know, back in my day, you know, the spankings and the different things that would come with it because I did something that was dangerous. It was pretty much because defiantly, I kept trying to see like, how far can I go with it? You know, is it just going to sting me a little bit like it did the first time? Or, or is that really the worst of it? And then I would do it again. And it would hurt a little more and it hurt a little more. And then finally, I would get it and stop. And I use that as an example of something that really happened in my life. Um, but also because it, it's like something you can take across so many different things that you do in your relationships. So you kind of quote unquote, keep touching the fire of that relationship, that guy you were dating, that girl you were dating, that stuff that you just knew better. And you just kind of kept putting your hand on the fire just to see how far you could go before you absolutely 
needed to stop and not because someone else was yelling at you to do it, but because you really understood that this was your breaking point. This is where you need to go. And we do it in business too. We've done, we've done it in leadership. We've done it in organizations and, and corporations that we work with, whether for-profit, non-profit, whatever, where we just try to see like how far we could push the envelope. I was talking to my, my youngest is 17, and many of you know, some of you might not. I am a grandma, not because of my youngest, thankfully, but my oldest, who's 21, blessed us. Him and his girlfriend blessed us with a beautiful, beautiful baby girl. And she's this tiny little amazing package of magic um, <laughs> in so many ways. And with that, we find ourselves, you know, about to be empty nesters with the youngest getting out of the house, the oldest is out the house. But now we're just like opening our hearts um, and not our 24-7 home, but, you know, like emotional home. Like I have to be on grandmom duty to babysit now or G-bunny duty, as I call it, to make space for that. But in the midst of like getting ready for empty nesterness, I find myself having these conversations with my youngest, who is a powerhouse. Um, she's a female. So, you know, we get to pour into her in just a little bit of a different way than we were able to pour into my son. You know, he's a black male. She's a black female. There's just some differences that naturally kind of come with that. And we were having a conversation the other day about <laughs> some of the things that she probably wouldn't hate for me sharing, but she finds herself like pushing the envelope a lot in conversations and in friendship. She was like, yeah, I just kind of find myself, you know, stirring things up a little bit until I get tired of it. And it was kind of, it was like funny, but not funny. Like, oh, like, don't do that. You gotta be mindful of people's emotions and feelings, including yours. You gotta really, you know, I did the whole advising thing with her and dug a little deeper. Like, let's look at the layers. Let's look at where it's coming from. And um, looking at the consequence of it, because <laughs> there are consequences consequences to it in your friendships, right? We had to dig into like where the origin of where her stuff was coming from for it. So just like I do with you guys, and like I'm the first partaker, sometimes it's hard for you to dig through someone else's layers from the window, the small little window that they're giving you to look through. So the best thing to do often is to give them a comparison of what you think they're saying based on something that you have personal or close to personal, like a, a client revealed the details or you know a friend or another situation where it was like a completed personal look into that space so um because you know i'm a talker but so as i was like listening to her and, and trying to dig through the layers i gave a personal example of what i felt like she was trying to say mirrored it back and where i found myself um just kind of pushing the envelope and going a little bit far so you know using the hand on the fire example with the kid can work on some levels if that's that kind of kid, but she's not that kind of kid. She's usually not the kid that puts her hand on the fire and does it repeatedly. My youngest, pretty much, she doesn't like to be embarrassed. She, you don't usually have to tell her something more than once. You can pretty much just look at her and she gets it. We do a lot of nonverbal communication in our house. It's just like how we raise our kids and she gets it. So she wasn't like me, praise God. Like she didn't have that super innately rebellious spirit that was a survival technique for me. Little did I know I would need it, but she doesn't have that partially because she didn't need to have that. What she does have is this inching ability to see how far she can go in something because she's always trying to prove something to herself. She's not competitive with other people and that's a good thing, but sometimes competing with yourself in areas that you don't need to shows up as perfection that can paralyze you. So that's really what I wanted to dig into today in this little 
selfish rant that I'm going on for you to make sure you take care of yourself and get ready. You know, I'm a recovering perfectionist in my own little way. I'm not nearly as ridiculous as some people I know, including including my, my love, you know, the man of my dreams, my soulmate since 17, including him. I'm not nearly as ridiculous, but it shows up in different ways that I have to be mindful of because it can paralyze me. I've had multiple launches, including the one that literally just started that crowned not that long ago where I sat on that thing because I had to get the copyright and I wanted to tell my story but not tell so much that people didn't want to read and then I got in my headspace of like well would I read that long should I just turn it into a video should I just you know you kind of go into this full throttle rabbit like you full throttle push yourself or propel yourself deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole when you're a perfectionist to the point that it gets so dark, so deep, and so tight. Not only can you not see anymore, you can't move anymore, and you're paralyzed. And part of the paralyzation is because there's no room to move because you put yourself in this box that I am charged with the responsibility of helping people break through their own boxes, yet I will find myself, if I'm not very, very careful about my defaults, my negative habits, my stuff, that I'll find myself in the very same box that I help other people literally jet out of. And so I found myself in this dark, deep rabbit hole, paralyzed with immobility because of where I had put myself. But also there was a little bit of fear that I had gotten so far deep into the hole that I wasn't going to be able to get out. Like, well, how the heck am I going to get out of this now? I have like 5,000 other things that I need to be doing. And, you know, at this point, because now, because I didn't release on this date that I said I would, and even my cushion time frame, because I give everything a little bit of cushion, you know, you, you have to just because of life, even the cushion date, I had far surpassed it. So that snowballed other issues with happening. There was leadership stuff that I had to deal with, with my team. We got a small team, but we're a tight team. And, you know, it's really important for us to have open communication and to deal with real life and other things that are happening. And we were pushed up against all these things that we didn't have control over. I mean, when I tell you, it was just like snowball, 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 snowballing. And invoices weren't being paid on time for other unrelated projects that clients weren't able to take care of for whatever the reason was. Some very understandable reasons, some was baluki, you know what I mean? Like it was just all this stuff that was happening all at the same time. So that was just making my little hole that I, taking resp full responsibility, put myself in. It was just pushing me deeper, 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 tighter, tighter, not quite to the saran wrap feeling that many of us feel when we feel like we're suffocating. I didn't quite feel like I was suffocating. I still fortunately had enough tools in my box to maneuver and get some oxygen, some breathing room, but it was close. I would be a liar to say it wasn't close. It was definitely close calls there. Um, and with, with that said, I had to deal with, you know, there's a lot of consequences to being a high achiever, but the two main ones are these. I was paralyzed because of my perfection. And I was leaning in away from my trust, my own trust of my own self, my own ability, my own possibilities, my own skills, my own creativity, my own intuitive understanding of how infinite the wisdom that I have is in my subconscious. For me, my infinite wisdom in my subconscious is directly tied to the Holy Spirit, period. And I know that that is my trust center. But when I, like any other human, 
get into a, a rabbit hole, foxhole, whatever you want to call it, and you're boxed in and things are getting tighter and tighter, you start trying to go into survival mode of different things instead of the thing that you know to do. It's not, it doesn't always come to you when you're in like fight or flight mode. So I absolutely found myself doing that. And the way to kind of pull myself out was literally, it's going to sound silly to some of you, it would be exactly the information you would think that I would give for others. And for some brand new, I had to use the momentum formula that I created, which includes, and it's not all of it, but it includes hitting the pause button on myself, on my own thoughts. Nikita, stop it. Stop it right now. Stop wiggling. Stop moving. Stop trying to bust through parts of the barriers that aren't even the, the good points to do it. Just sit still for a second, take a breath, and let's, let's go hard. You know, like, let's do what we need to do to, to climb out of here. And in fact, you won't even have to climb that hard. You just got to get a little bit of momentum under you, which is why I call it the momentum formula. And it's a next level formula because you're doing something that sounds so opposite of momentum. You're actually stopping to recenter yourself, get refocused, like, Get, get your feet under yourself. With partially, it starts with just being honest. You guys know, and if you're new to this, you're finding for the first time, there's such a semantics game over work-life balance and whether it's harmony or integration and all that. It doesn't matter. When you're feeling out of it and off kilter, you're feeling off balance. Like, let's just call it what it is, which is why I'm like such a stickler for it. But the real definition of your balance isn't about things being 50-50. It's not about things ever being perfect or in perfect alignment in your relationship. He's 50, you're 50. Uh, you know, she's 50, you're 50. Like, it's, that's not what it is. The, the partnership in business is always going to be 50-50. No, it's not. I don't care what you have on paper. I don't care what you thought this is going to be in the relationship or in the business or even in the project that you're doing as a one-time project uh, in a leader, leadership position or at a mid-level manager position, whatever it is, whatever role you have, it's never 50-50. There's always someone who is doing more than the other person. The problem really becomes when you're doing more all the time, it's completely off balance. Like it's like a 70-30 thing, way more than it needs to be on a more consistent, regular basis because the other person has become reliant on you carrying that 70 80 90 percent and they just they shrink down more and more and more some of that could be your stuff some of that because you're constantly touching the fire seeing how far you can go and then getting mad at them because you're getting burnt some of it is you in business and relationships and your marriage and all of that okay but some of it is also because you don't understand how to stop literally stop what you're doing and say wait a minute let's refocus here there's something out of alignment. For the last two weeks, for the last two years, for the last 10 years, whatever it is, this project, this process has been unbalanced. We need to equal it out a little bit. I know that I'm stronger, faster, quicker, more creative, smarter, have more resources, whatever the case is, in this area for this piece of it, and I am happy to do some of it. However, you are, to the other person, stronger, faster, quicker, more creative, whatever the case is, in these other areas. Or over this time, you can now be trained up enough from some of the great skills that I have that you can take a little bit more ownership and help with that. And that applies in the household, in the bedroom, and in the boardroom, across the board. So with that, I had to stop myself in the rabbit hole and remember, Nikita, where are you stronger, faster, smarter at? 
Like something is happening that you've lost your balance and that's part of why you fell so deep down in that hole. Well, the other part of being paralyzed because of my own perfectionism of having to do things 25 times and get borders right and colors right and fonts right, you know, things that I don't even have no business doing because we have team members who are charged with the responsibility of doing it and they're really, really good at it. But my perfectionist is that was like, you know what, I'll, I'll do that for this part. I'll take on, so that, that's a whole different conversation, taking on stuff that don't belong to you, then being mad that you got it, and then a little bit embarrassed that you waited too long to give it to someone else <laughs> to get help. You know, all kinds of stuff was coming up. And you guys know, I'm gonna tell on myself, I'm gonna tell on myself every time you talk to me, but I'm especially telling myself when we're having these selfish conversations specifically so you can learn from them, pull from them, take what you need and grow and go a little bit further, shame free. But the other thing is when you're literally, like I said earlier, when you're leaning in away from your trust. So many of you can probably relate to having that girlfriend, that guy friend, that brother or brother-like person, sister, sister-like person, professional friend that I call the pro friend or colleague, whatever. It might even be your official accountability partner. It could be your coach, your mentor, your advisor. Somebody has been or is in your life that you lean on for various different things. And sometimes we have different people for different things, right? Everybody plays a position. So we have the friend that we lean on for relationship stuff. We have the friend that we lean on for certain parts of the business stuff. We have the friend that we lean on for water, water cooler conversation when we're leaders in, in a company or leaders in our own business stuff. And then obviously you use your mentors and coaches for hopefully the appropriate thing you're supposed to. But sometimes we forget that as much as we lean on them and we value their subject matter expertise or the fact that they just have some experience in something that it may not be experts in it, but they have experiences and we really value them taking the time out or opportunity to help us with something or just to listen to us. That doesn't mean that they are the final authority on you and on what you're supposed to take care of or what you're supposed to do. You have to always respect that if you ask, expect that you're going to get some kind of answer, even if the answer is not what you want be humble enough to receive that hopefully constructive criticism or whatever the, the advice or the, the revised strategy to that thing might be, but also know that ultimately it's on you to take the seeds and pieces that you want from it, regardless of how they might feel about it, because they might feel like, oh, well, I gave it to you, you should use all of it. And if you don't use all of it, then that's on you. And you know, they get into their own little ego stuff. Now that belongs to them. But what belongs to you is what the pieces that you do accept or reject and you apply to continue to create your own way. That's what being a helper is. Like that's what it is when you have people in your life to help you with situations, just like hopefully, prayerfully, you are reciprocating that hope and giving it back to them. So with that said, lean in to your own center of trust, which is yourself. Don't be afraid to ask questions. You absolutely need to not be in a space where you're suffering from the bubbleitis, where you're asking and answering all of the same questions because you're not going outside of your little tiny mind bubble. And I don't care how brilliant you are, you need to have advisors around you. Good counselors is what makes the wise. Like, let's be very clear about that. But with that aside, you still need to be mindful that the end result is on you. It is on you to 
continue to nurture and grow that relationship. It is on you to repair that relationship with your child or your parents or your siblings. It is on assuming that they, they want to participate in it, right? Like all you can do is reach out and do your piece of it. And that's it. <laughs> like that's that, but that part is on you, whether it gets repaired, whether it gets completed is different. When it's your business, it is on you to follow through with something. It was on me to climb out, to build the momentum so that I could propel out like a shooting star out of that hole. That was on me. It wasn't my husband's. It wasn't my accountability partners. It wasn't my mentors. It wasn't my advisors. It wasn't my coaches. None of that. The circles I belong to, none of that. It was nobody's responsibility but me. I can use all of those people, places, and positions to get help and get support, to even get a little bit of leverage, to get a good footing, to kind of get up out of that space. But the work was on me. That, that's the reality. So today, I just wanted to give you those kind of key points of being mindful that there are consequences to being a high, a high achiever. It's a, a blessing and a challenge. I don't want to call it a curse, but it's a blessing and a challenge. So to be mindful, and we're going to kind of continue with this. Um, probably this will be the longest season. Usually our seasons are about six to nine episodes before we break to two to three weeks uh, to have a little break and do some more recordings and get some more content and all that stuff. And just to have a little bit of fun for my own balance with vacations and traveling and all that stuff. Um, but normally we, we do it in smaller bits and then break for those few weeks. This one is going to be like somewhere between 10 and 12 weeks straight with a mix, of course, of the, the interviews and the narrative style selfish episodes. So I'm really looking forward to it. Each one, you can expect a little bit of a story, minus all of the intro of what while we're doing it. Uh, <laughs> at least one core key point. And I do want to add a good read. So if you don't know, I'm a super, super avid reader, uh, which is probably why I'm such a talker, because I read so much. I have this knowledge. I'm like filling myself with knowledge, and it's over overflowing out of me, and I have to share it with someone. I would totally just stand here and talk to myself if you allowed me to. <laughs> which you totally can. Um, but I want to share a good read. So I try to read a book a day. And to go by my husband's very specificness, because he's like a super wordsmith, he's like, well, you're not technically reading when you're listening to audio books. And as he's like an old school traditional, you know, it has to be a paper book or hardback in your hand. Um, I don't even know if he counts Kindle, to be quite honest, but I count them, okay? So I mix it up and I have paper books that I read, which is about one a week of those. And then I read multiple Kindles in a week. And I usually try to get in at least one audiobook. It just really depends on how fast I want the title in my head. And I mix it up between business books, which of course I'm like really, really into, personal transformation, uh, freedom and will, determination, motivation, inspiration, that kind of stuff, and a few autobiographies here and there. Like, those are my things. I'm not really, like, the romantic or mystery book reader. So every time we do a Selfish series, I'm going to add just a good read based on whatever the theme or the topic is for the day that makes the most sense. So today's good read is The Habit Blueprint by Patrick Edvald. It's just a good book. This was a Kindle version that I did. Um, I'm very much into success habits. I teach my, my coaching clients and my advising clients about them all the time. Uh, you have to be really, really mindful about the, the various layers of them and all that good stuff. And he borrows a lot from um, the Power of Habit book, which many of you know by Charles Duhigg. But he kind of shares stories and examples in a different way that I think are even a little bit more palatable than 
the power of habit, the original power of habit book did. And I say original because it was, you know, it's the big yellow and red book that most people reference. But the habit blueprint is phenomenal. I really recommend it. There were some powerful takeaways, just jumping into like the first seven pages of how to really focus on what are your cues, your triggers, your rewards, um, and just kind of moving through the, the, the circle of everything. Um, and of course, your routine, your cues, your routines, and your rewards, like the, the whole circle was really, I mean, Charles did it too, but he just does it in a little bit more of a simplistic way. And I think in 2018, that's kind of where we are. We're in a space that we just need simple steps, simple systems. Everything is so overly complicated right now that people just want to get through things instantly and as fast as humanly possible and even, you know, more than humanly possible, quite frankly, because of all the advantages that we have of the tools that we have in access, you know, and overflow access to us if you are in the United States of America and, you know, other countries where you have access to um, internet and high-speed data and that kind of thing. So I recommend The Habit Blueprint by Patrick Edvall. Pick it up, get it on Kindle, because I read so much and I am frugal, people. This is not a, a, a money mindset issue. It is a smart, I'm an investor and I want to be able to invest my money where, where it matters thing. I'm a big per I'm big on reviews. You definitely give a review, but I would suggest Kindle Unlimited. I'm not an affiliate for it or any of that. It's just I read so much that this makes sense. So do something like Kindle Unlimited for less than 10 bucks a month and get access to lots. You don't get all the books, but you get access to lots of options. I'll say that. The same with Audible as well. While you're waiting for those paper and hardback books to come in for your other ones that you really, really have to have a table coffee you know, coffee table version of. You can do Audible and Kindle in the interim, so you're removing the excuses of why you're not reading or taking in some knowledge. So I definitely want to recommend that. Um, and then that's it. And I would love to give you, um, you guys know that we launched the Dreamers Blueprint. The cart is open. The community is open. Everything is open for people to come in. And of course, there's all kinds of advantages and excitements depending on when you're hearing this if you heard it right during the launch time or if you're hearing it a little while after but everybody we want you to have the option and of course you can go right to any of my social pages twitter instagram uh, facebook uh, at balance boldly and you can get a free copy of the dreamers blueprint nine laws for bold transformation for women in business and a few brave men it is a quick read. It's really short. You can get the electronic version of it to transform your mindset and your methods so you can maximize your potential and profits. Like, go get it. Download it. It's a quick, a quick opt-in, of course, obviously, because we want to opt-in. We want to track who's getting it. We want feedback on it. Give us some feedback. Comment. Tag me in your your assessment of it like whatever it's just like a quick read but it's a you know literally a nine laws for you to transform if that's what you're trying to do and go to the next level pick it up today uh so you can get that at the bit.ly link which is nine laws for bold transformation uh which will be at the bottom of the show notes that'll be really really easy and of course like i said it's one of the links on instagram facebook and what the facebook business page which is balance bully and Twitter. Don't be coming on my personal to keep the different page. I'm going that button. Nah, I don't share it there. Okay? I don't, I don't share it there. That's just for me to share the gospel and my family. Okay? The gospel and my family. That's all you want to see on the personal page. <laughs> and a few cute, silly videos. 
All right, guys, you were amazing. I had so much fun. Uh, the next Selfish Solo series will be obviously shorter because we won't have all the background, but this was amazing. I want you to continue to walk into your next level of greatness and enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly. Talk to you soon.